Welcome to the Mycelium Network Podcast, a podcast for early stage web developers and the mentors, teachers, and communities that help them along the way. Welcome, Isabel. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I, I found you on Twitter when I saw a tweet of yours that said, Let's open a call and connect. This is for anyone who wants encouragement when it comes to finding jobs in tech, exploring web dev career. Is that something you do regularly? Yeah, um, I'm actually fairly um, active on on Twitter. I'm definitely the type that's just all about community, you know, and just kind of like uplifting people. Um, when it comes to coding, it's it's not easy. It's not easy doing it alone, and so. I think community is just such an essential part of anybody's kind of uh, coding journey. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, so with that, uh, the Mycelium Network, as you know, is part of a community that's exactly set up for this to help people who are early stage web developers. It's kind of focused on web developers, but it's not exclusive. Like it, we don't like tell people who aren't web developers, sorry, you're not welcome or anything <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but also I see the concept of an early stage web developer. The reason why I use that phrasing as opposed to beginner is because like everybody's beginners at something at some point. Um, and I think the True. word yeah. beginner has kind of maybe even gotten a bit of a bad rap, like saying you're a beginner. So it's kind of, that's why I've adopted the phrase of early stage developer. Um, it sounds a bit different because you might actually have coding experience, but you don't know JavaScript. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can do mm -hmm. C any, every day of the week, but JavaScript, you're new to that. You're new to HTML, you need to CSS. So that's kind of why I, I adopted that. Um, and also a lot of people like um, switch careers like they used to be in mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. enterprise software development and it's not even a career switch from not being a coder to being a coder but from enterprise to maybe startup or enterprise to ed tech you know and that that's also a change because the thinking the problem solving that's different so again you're you're new at something you're a beginner at something so with all of that in mm -hmm. mind um, what is your story what is your history how I know that you didn't start being a coder, if I understand correctly. It's something that you're transitioning kind of into. Yeah, yeah. So for my case, I actually have a background in marketing, specifically uh, within the mental health field. And um, I was working in marketing uh, within mental health for about two years. And um, I guess basically during COVID, I started to really think about what really interested me, uh, what really uh, wanted me to like kind of develop more into the career that I was getting into. And at the time, um, well, still is, but tech has been like trending, right? Especially yeah. during like COVID and such. And so that definitely uh, gave, gave me like a little interest in it. And I kind of wanted to see more of how I can get involved and such. Um, and so now kind of just moving forward, I work for an ed tech company called Dreambox Learning as a marketing operations associate and um, basically networking and just knowing how to create landing pages with basic um, HTML and CSS. Uh, that landed me the, the job in, in tech. And so um, now I'm 
I'm still kind of in the process of like onboarding and training because I literally just got the job um, a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of helping out like our web developers and such uh, develop the company like landing pages and whatnot. So yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at now. Awesome. That's, That's great. Can you tell us a little bit more about Dreambox? It sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Dreambox Learning, it's a ed tech company that uh, focuses on adaptive kind of technology. And they really try to make a software or a program curriculum to adapt to a student's like learning. And so it's a very personalized approach to um, to a, a student's like learning. So it not just helps like the student in, in their like learning journey, but as well as like the educator, like they're also able to kind of track and see what the student is missing and such. So yeah, it's pretty impressive technology that, that our company's getting involved in. So yeah. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I know um, from people that I've spoken to, um, one of the things um, they find tricky besides just finding good content is finding something that fits with their learning style. Um, so having, having something that can adapt to your learning style is, yeah, that, that sounds really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. so as you're new to tech in, in some way, shape and form, um, I know from speaking to previous guests and, um, just in general, speaking to early stage folk, there are a lot of challenges when it, when you like walk into this, into this new world. So for you, what have been the challenges that you've faced? Yeah. So, I mean, I can probably go off on the numerous challenges that I'm facing, but I think the common denominator, like the really, the the root of it all is just imposter syndrome. Uh, um, like I would have these uh, constant thoughts of thinking like I'm not smart enough or I don't know enough math or I'm a slow learner or even something like I don't deserve to be in tech, like that kind of uh, thinking just really, um, hits hard sometimes, you know? And I don't know, maybe it's also just, um, nowadays I feel like people put tech at such a high kind of standard or on some sort of pedestal that you have to be a certain somebody to get into tech. But Uh, uh. honestly, like really anyone can, can do it. Anyone can, can learn how to code. Like I never imagined myself like being able to learn, uh, HTML, CSS, and now JavaScript, like, uh, growing up, my dad, he was a software engineer and, um, he never actually pushed me to to like look into web development, but I knew that he knew that I had an interest in it. And gotcha. I just remember growing up, he actually bought me this um, web page builder um, and I was just obsessed with it. Like it was just so much fun, just like mm-hmm. putting together like really simple websites. Like, I mean, now it probably looks like crap, but like <laughs> it was just so much fun, the creative process and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, and I think like now I'm actually really thankful that he never really pushed me to like learn how to code like in college or in school or anything like that. Because for me, like this is the first time that I'm actually like wanting to do this myself and not really having um, anybody else kind of push me like this is something that I personally want Mm -hmm. to do. And it's just cool being able to see other people like me um, who are just like normal or non-tech, non-technical kind of people um, learn to code. So 
Yeah, I'd say imposter syndrome was definitely like the main the main challenge for for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and I I think it's something that doesn't ever really go away because. Um, Again, I'm going mm. back to this idea of being a, a beginner at something. Like, I've written JavaScript for a very long time, um, but in the recent mm -hmm. year and a half or so, I started picking up TypeScript, and I mean, I feel like a complete newbie again. Oh, it's like yeah. uh, typing. Yeah, I yeah. used to do. <laughs> I used to deal with types and stuff like 10 years ago when I did Java and <laughs> I left that behind, and now suddenly right. like TypeScripts come on the scene, and it's quite the thing, and Like when you, especially when you're creating APIs, mm -hmm. um, TypeScript's great because it, it gives you that layer of protection where it says to the user of your API, mm -hmm. hey, you're trying to pass me a string, but I'm expecting an integer. So, you know, it, it kind of, it, it yeah. protects you from making a mistake um, even before you've written the code. Like when you try mm -hmm. to call it, so it's great, but it's a whole new way of thinking about writing JavaScript. And even though people say TypeScript is just a superset of JavaScript, It's significantly different when you really mm -hmm. get into it. Um, and if you want to really make use of it mm -hmm. properly, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of differences. Um, so, mm -hmm. but the fact that you have, um, now I have a job doing um, some web development and stuff like that, obviously means that you have found some resources that has been useful to you and has been helped you to learn. Um, and I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, The fact that uh, you've gone from one industry to, to another, you, you most likely had to do a lot of this by yourself. It wasn't like going to university and doing a computer science degree. Um, it's more like yeah, yeah. buy the bootstraps, you know, do it yourself. So what resources have you found that you found particularly useful and depend on? Yeah, well, um, it all kind of started out with the Codecademy um, and I kind of just tried like a, a free a free trial at, at first, and um, it was really nice because on their interface you're able to kind of see like the project and the instructions, and then you also have like your space to code, and then you're also able to preview like have like a live preview of what you're coding. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. all that kind of side by side, it kind of just made everything like click like oh if i type this out then this will pop up on the browser or whatever gotcha. and so definitely learning by actually like actually coding like really really helped um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then kind of from there i went off to different resources like scrimba scrimba is kind of similar in that sense um and uh youtube a lot of youtube tutorials but i'm very very cautious around YouTube tutorials just because you can get so caught up in the, what is that called? Quote unquote, tutorial hell or oh, whatever. Oh, I've heard about um, that. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. I feel like as long as you're understanding the, the concept and the idea of like what you're coding and why you're coding it in a certain way, mm -hmm. um, then things will kind of start to click. And then like, then you're actually able to make your own projects and such. And so a lot of ways that I kind of learned was like through tutorials and then I would watch it, rewatch it, watch it again until I like understand what's going on. And then, and then I um, exit out of the video and I just try to make my own thing, but that's still revolving around the, the idea or the concept behind that, that video that I just watched. And so 
in a way, I guess tutorial hell is not really hell. Like it, it can be kind of useful in some ways. Um, and there's there's a lot of ways to kind of apply what, what you learn with those kind of resources. But mm-hmm. um, as I was, so that, that was probably last year when I really relied on YouTube, Codecademy and Scrimba. And then I just kind of got lost. Like I didn't really know where to go after HTML and like CSS. And um, I was looking on LinkedIn and I saw like a lot of people were active um, in the tech community on on Twitter. And then that was when I hopped on Twitter just to like see what was going on. Mm-hmm, like, what mm-hmm. is the, how, what do you mean LinkedIn is, or Twitter's the new LinkedIn or whatever? <laughs> and so um, after just kind of exploring different, um, what is that called? Like, uh, Twitter communities and mm-hmm, such. Um, mm-hmm. I connected with uh, my friend Alondra, and she is doing the uh, coding boot camp, the 100 Devs uh, boot camp by Leon. And gotcha. um, I decided to hop on that too. And it has been great just having um, more more of a structure with my learning. Like I'm mm-hmm. able to kind mm-hmm. of um, see. Oh, after CSS, you can uh, go to like JavaScript. Like, there's it's a lot better than just kind of creating my own kind of roadmap. And mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. a bunch of different resources out there, I got really overwhelmed. And there were so many people saying, "Oh, use this. Oh no, you should listen to so and so." And after just sticking to like one boot camp. I'm actually able to like see the connections with everything that I'm learning, you know, because mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. is kind of like a building block from from then on. Um, so, yeah, those are definitely the uh, resources that I've used. But I think the one thing is really community like and within the boot camp and um, on Twitter like that has been such a huge help. And I just love how experienced web developers are like willing to like mentor mm. and like have coffee chats for like anybody. And it's just so great not, uh, or knowing that like you have people who like have you back, you know, like yeah. they have, they have like your best interest in mind and want to like push you to be like a good developer. And so it's so nice to have this kind of community that's just so, so supportive. So that's, yeah. that's definitely, I think community is like the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super to hear you say that. Um, I, um, I've always been a little weary of um, the industry not being as friendly and welcoming, um, especially when we talk about mm. like the wider, you know, non-standard like white male <laughs> like me. Um, I've always wondered like <laughs> what is the experience yeah. from that perspective because you hear a lot of horror stories, right? Mm-hmm. Especially women in tech. I've, I've heard a lot of stories about mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it's just like, even on Twitter, it's toxic. And, and I've always been like, how, yeah. how do we approach this? How do we fix this or at least improve it? So it's great for me to hear that you, you've had this like really positive experience. That, that's really good to hear. And I, and I think mm-hmm. that that leads us nicely into the next question that I had is, like you said, there's so many resources, so many things, so many possible routes you can take. Um, so with all of that in mind and, and all the things that you have learned, like what has been stuff that you found particularly tricky and stuff that you feel like this kind of doesn't work so well. It would be nice if we can do X that would have helped me a lot. So. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't really think there's anything exactly missing 
uh, just because everybody just learns differently, hence the various amounts of uh, resources out there, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I honestly think it's important for uh, beginners to just know that if you purchase this course or if you take this class or whatever, it does not guarantee getting a job in tech. Like. Yeah. There should be a fine print for every kind of class or course out there that says it depends. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah. it really depends on on the person and how how they learn and how they uh, use their their knowledge to apply that to their uh, projects. Um, it depends on their mental health. Like mental health was such a huge thing for me uh, to really navigate when it comes to coding mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just the job hunt, like it can be very draining, you know? And I guess it also depends on their network and um, how they network and who is in their network too. Um, so yeah, I just think that there should be a fine print out there that just says it really depends because I think it's really misleading when there are ads out there that say, oh, you'll get a job in tech, like right after you complete X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, it's just false advertising. Like, it's just not realistic. It really depends on the person's uh, process. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I did, there's quite a couple of those going around. Um, there's actually one of two of them that I personally just classify as a scam, Um where they advertise this thing mm-hmm. where, oh, mm-hmm. um, you can join as an intern in this company, send in your resume, then you do that. Then they get back to you and say, oh, unfortunately, you didn't quite make the cut. But if you take our 200 euro course and you do really well, there oh might just be a goodness. job for you. And like I've seen this like on, oh on some Slack <laughs> channels and I've said to people, be careful because this is what happened to a friend of mine yeah. and this is how it, it played out. So I don't want to like demotivate you or anything, but be careful, be weary because not all of this is, mm-hmm. you know, it's an old adage. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, um, is not true, yeah. um, which is unfortunate, but you know, I, I think people need to be careful. Um, and I think one of the, the traps people also fall in with tech is you think that it's uh, uh, riches immediately. <laughs> and I think while there is the op- oh God, yeah. while there is the opportunity to make good money, I think it's going. It's the work is hard, um, and if you yeah. don't en- mm-hmm. if you don't enjoy it, then the money's going to you know it's going to dry up the, the feeling it gives you in the beginning where it's like you've got some, you know, expendable income and you can buy some nice stuff. But um, yeah, the work is hard. If you don't enjoy it, it it's going to become like any other job. You're going to end up hating it because you don't, mm. you know, I, I think people need to get into, into coding because you like solving problems and it just happens that you mm-hmm. use code to solve those problems. Um, and Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned uh, while you were speaking is um, being tired from all the interviews and the whole process around that. Um, and I knew, I know that that that's, that's a part of the industry that definitely needs needs addressing. I think it's 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 not great <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, it's a combination <laughs> of HR challenges and then just the interview process mm-hmm. itself being 
stuck in the 90s or early 2000s or something and it just <laughs> hasn't evolved like the industry has changed so much and somehow that that is stuck with it so what what do you see as as problems what makes you nervous or scared about the whole interview process and what would you like to see changed yeah um i think like when it, when it just comes to the interview process like in in general like no matter the the industry um i think what should be i guess the the process should be like um you should really pay attention to uh, the kind of company that you're interested in. Um, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they kind of mass applied a bunch of different uh, mm. companies and and fill out all these forms and expect something, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I just feel like it's, that's not the best approach. Like in my case, like, I mean, I've, I've heard of people that, that get lucky in, in that kind of uh, process, but I think it's really important to be very, um, to be very careful with like, like think about what industry do you want to get into and like really pay attention to, uh, the people in that industry too, and the products in that, in that industry, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and I feel like that'd also be easier, um, on the, on the applicant like themselves, like they're actually able to like focus, um, on like one kind of industry, one kind of generic idea of what should be on the resume and stuff. So, um, and I don't know. And I think with, uh, just job interviews, like when it comes to the, the technical things, um, Mm -hmm. I think there should be, uh, more resources out there for learning how to approach the more technical side of, of code. Like, I don't know. I know like for myself, like I needed to work really hard on remembering the technical words. Um, Mm -hmm. and, I don't know. I found, I found that like blogging actually really helps, like actually writing out my thinking process. And I really enjoy, uh, thinking of ways to, uh, simplify complex concepts. And I always have like friends read it over to see if it like makes sense or something. And, um, it's cool just being able to, to practice that. Cause I think that's also, um, a need uh, more like resources trying to understand how to approach the the technical interviews. Mm. Um, but I feel like another thing that should change, um, I mean, this is kind of hard because I know recruiters are just like so busy, but I think it's just so important to not leave applicants like on red, you yeah. know, or they just give them like a generic email that doesn't give any kind of feedback. Like obviously it's, it's such a hard uh, process to kind of solve, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe there should be like a templated email of some sort <laughs> that addresses like the kind of projects that they're like expecting or, mm. or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Like, I know like, like I've had a few friends that uh, were applying for a few um, internships and, and, uh, dev jobs and stuff and they got like the same kind of email like literally copy and pasted and I don't know like that made me sad because I'm just Mm. thinking like well that doesn't help you know and so it's I don't know it's it's hard it's a very complicated process like I don't I I don't really know what could be a um a good like solution for something like that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um yeah I just think it's so 
it's it's just so sad when like applicants just get left on red or they're just yeah. given that templated kind of response that has no feedback whatsoever. Mm, yeah, for sure. No, I know. Yeah, definitely the, the fact like I feel like at least get back to people and and you know keep them in the loop that even if it's just this thing to say that we're still talking to applicants, um, we haven't made a decision yet. Um, we'll get back to you as soon as, as the job's been filled. And I think the mm. important thing is mm-hmm. also getting back to people when the job is filled, even if they didn't get the job, to just let them know, you know, yeah, the job has been filled. Unfortunately, yeah. you were not the candidate we chose, but thanks so much. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just something being being a decent human being, <laughs> I think is what it boils down to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times things become so processed not just like food but in in mm-hmm. real life that that the humanity is processed right out of it and um th- yeah, the thing is it's so true it's not always a reflection of the company unfortunately like um i've mm-hmm. worked at companies where the interview process was pretty terrible but the engineering group and the people in engineering are wonderful people it's just that that there is a very very big gap between HR and the people actually doing the work. And I don't know how you could solve mm, that, yeah, yeah. that piece. Um, because oftentimes you might get a misperception of the company because of the interactions you have with the recruiting side of it. Because oftentimes the recruiting yeah, side isn't even so part true. of the company. It's outsourced. Mm-hmm. And like for <laughs> yeah. them, it's, it's about how many people can we place because we get a cut of your pay, you know, for every person they, they place. So you know, there's that whole thing yeah. too, too. Yeah, it's an, it's a it's a hard problem to solve. Um, yeah, very complicated. Related to that, I mean, some people might say that you know what, I'm just going to forego the whole interview process and start my own business. Um, and I think that is a question I have for people sometimes: is would you rather be work for someone or? start your own business. But I think the bigger question I'm actually trying to get at when I when I ask that is, what does success look like to you? Like, you've made this transition, right, to a new, mm-hmm. a new, you change your career, you're in a new industry. When you look at your future, what, what does success look like for you? Yeah. Um, well, just to address the, the first part when it comes to either wanting to start a business or join an existing, um, I've definitely thought about starting a business, but I don't know. It it just sounds so stressful. Like I think you would definitely need to have like the right uh, people like on your side, and mm-hmm. um, and just I don't know. Just thinking about like funds and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to stress about that kind of stuff right now. So um, I don't know. I'm really just drawn to businesses or uh, just companies that have a product that I trust and believe in and um, moving beyond that, even just the the company culture is like really important to me. Uh Um, Like I know like Dreambox, like, like we're super passionate about diversity and uh, just making sure that people feel heard and like represented. I just love everything that our company is doing to, um, really make sure that that's, that's seen, you know? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's something that I love about like any kind of company, like they're, they're not afraid to, to show off their, their, uh, diverse and inclusive, uh, culture, you know, and yeah. it's, it's just so, so great. And they're not afraid to even answer 
the the hard stuff that's like going on in the world. Like I know yeah. our company, like once a month, like uh, we take like uh, an hour or so um, a month to just talk about hard stuff that happens mm-hmm. in the world. Like mm-hmm. we talked about um, like Black Lives Matter, like things are happening like in Ukraine. Like it's just, you know, there's just so much that's like happening and it's so mm-hmm. important for companies to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. So, so definitely more than just the company's product, like definitely their their culture and their values. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just, yeah, and I just love the structure of, of like an organization. Like I just find a lot of comfort in that just yeah. for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to uh, success, I'd say that success is celebrating even just the littlest victories that yeah. may seem lame or small, you know? And it's really all about perspective. Like I... I remember when I was just first starting out to learn how to code, like imposter syndrome would just like hit me all the time. And I needed to figure out a way to get out of that like mental state to like mm-hmm. keep going, you know? And um, I actually kept a, um, well, I still keep a journal that just documents, like it's not an in-depth kind of a diary entry or anything, but it's just, I basically write out little things that I've accomplished throughout uh, my life or like my career or my day even. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, that that helps. Like every little step that you take, like that's, that's such a big deal. And even if it feels like you're going back sometimes, but like look at all the stuff that you've like done already, you yeah, know, yeah. it's really all about perspective. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. just really keeping in mind the little things that that really helps kind of keep keep me going yeah no for sure for sure i i kind of started doing that as well some time ago because i i felt that oftentimes a week or so we'd go by and i would ask myself what did i do in the last week and i was busy and i hardly had time Mm -hmm. for anything but what did i do and um (laughs) so i started jotting them down and you know using like a kanban type thing where it's like in progress and then to done and like at the end of the week you can go look at your done column and you're like oh that's all the things i did (laughs) and then then it feels like ah cool yeah i did that thing and i did that thing oh that's pretty neat i think it's cool to go back and celebrate your own accomplishments um even if they're small even if it's like i sent an email to this person that i never thought i would send an email to you know like me with starting this podcast like i'm constantly reaching out to people that i'm like "Ah, i hope it's okay and um you have to like imposter syndrome (laughs) exactly you know like you have to get past that and just send the thing or contact them over twitter or something and hope they're not like ah how dare you slide into my dms (laughs) 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 so yeah so it's pretty cool so i think one needs to do that. And I think it's useful. Like I've, I know another person on the Mycelium Network um, Discord. Um, he actually keeps like a, it's amazing the thing he keeps. I wish I'll sh- ask him to share it again. But it's like a, a diary of like his whole learning journey. It's like this whole website that he uses. Oh, like wow. to, And you can read like everything he's learning and the struggles he's finding and all this kind of stuff. It's so interesting. And I, and I think That's it's amazing. nice. For others to read that and to see like, wow, look at this two weeks was really rough. Like um, personal events happened that that made you like not feel like learning and or you just hit a wall 
because sometimes that, that happens. Like you just hit a wall and it's like, I don't think I'll ever be able to figure this out. And then one morning you wake up and whoops, mm. you just, it just clicks like closure and JavaScript. <laughs> it's one of those topics where it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Closure? What? Variable? <laughs> Parent, child, what? And then one day it's like, oh, that's what closures are. That's cool. That's super exactly. useful. Yeah. But there's a while where it's just like, you're saying words, but I don't know if they mean anything. <laughs> anyway, mm, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting. I think it's good to to keep up, keep perspective um, about all these things. And and talking about that, I, I saw another tweet of yours where you said you're working on a mini math word problem game. How's that going? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's going, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of work. I feel like my mind is just so like, I'm just, I have such a creative mind when it comes to like design, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm so focused on CSS and like the styling and then like an hour passes by, I'm like, oh wait, crap, I need to work on the JavaScript <laughs> part of it too. Um, yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's going really well. Like I'm, I'm really enjoying um, all the different kinds of stuff that I'm learning in, in JavaScript, but um, I really hope to kind of develop this uh, math game for for kids to just kind of um, practice their like math and reading comprehension. Cause I think that's, well, well, at least for me, I know like growing up when it came to like math word problems, like, oh my goodness. Well, mm. first off, math was just not my strongest subject, but uh, combining both math and reading, like that was, that was hard. Cause like you really had to understand the text and understand like, what is the question asking for? Right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I hope that that could be a, a, it's definitely a, a long-term kind of a project, but I hope to develop it and eventually make it uh, live and launch it and have it available for anybody who just uh, has like kids or is a kid and they want to uh, just practice that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of goes in line with like my passion for ed tech. So it kind of yeah. works out that way too. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. Please keep going and keep people up, up to date on your Twitter as it evolves. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thank so, you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I have a lot of side projects and like some of them are just like, a lot of people think you're going to start a side project and especially if it's an open source thing and you're going to do it on GitHub and the next day you're going to wake up and there's a hundred stars and people applauding you on Twitter. <laughs> and it's just not true. Like sometimes yeah. you're going to build a thing and like it's crickets, but it's fine because you're learning. Yeah. And, some, and as long as you're building something that's useful for you, eh, it doesn't really matter. Like if, if after 10 yeah, years, yeah, somebody stumbles exactly. upon it and it's like, Oh my goodness, look at this thing. And like one other person finds it useful. That's already worth it. Really? Um, it doesn't always have to be a thing that like, you know, turns into the next Twitter or the next whatever, you, you know, insert successful company here. It can sometimes just be something that's fun to do and scratches an itch and mm -hmm. helps you learn something new. Yeah. Um, so if you could recommend one resource, be it a book, uh, online course, YouTube channel, anything like that to early stage learners, what would that resource be? Um, definitely 100 devs, the, the boot camp, and you don't have to join. Like if you, if you feel like you're, you're good, just kind of going on your own, like you don't have to join the boot camp. but even just listening and watching to, um, or watching, um, the 100 devs, like YouTube channel, like mm -hmm. Leon is just such a great instructor and he knows how to 
break things down into little pieces and just simplify things. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, like, I remember when I came across like his, his very first like a hundred devs video, um, the, the main thing that I got out of it was you have to understand how you learn, like what is the best way for you to understand like these kinds of concepts? Is it by coding? Is it by reviewing on like flashcards or like Anki cards? Mm, Like mm -hmm, you really mm -hmm. have to understand how do you learn best and then you can move forward from that, you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so he really helped, um, I'm not exactly like following the boot camp like um, in in order, just because there's like other things that I also like want to learn. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I think, really like that was just such a good foundation. Was oh yeah, I need to like step back and figure out yeah how how do I learn like how do yeah. I like take information best? And mm-hmm. I know like for me, like this doesn't work for a lot of people, but I love taking notes, but the Mm -hmm. kind of notes that I make are like flow charts. Like that is the best way for me to understand like how things like work. Like I always just need a visual and then I'll be able to like pick it up. And sometimes flashcards works for me. I don't know. It kind of depends on like what it is, but definitely making projects and like, um, making flowcharts really help solidify uh, complex uh, concepts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you're a visual, what they term a visual learner, I think stuff like flowcharts really works well. Um, for me as well, I, I, I can't learn something for the sake of learning it. I have to have a... Mm-hmm. a purpose for it like i'm gonna create this like project yes, or same. i have this client that i know it's is coming up and i'm gonna need to know x to do the work then i jump in and i learn because it's like okay cool i can learn and i can apply learn and apply and i think then the other side mm-hmm. of that is then this learning part and the oh i don't i can't and then you figure a thing out taking that and writing about it I think the combination of those three things, for me personally, it's just that's how how it gets stuck up here. Um, I I, yeah. I need to do it very practically. Like I can't just learn yeah. algorithms because maybe in an interview I'd need to answer that. It's like uh, mm-hmm. that that's draining for me to try and do that kind of stuff. Like I don't know. I'm not working on a search engine or anything. <laughs> I yeah. I really have yeah. not. I'm not doing machine learning stuff. I don't really have a super need for algorithms. And I'm just going <laughs> to learn it because maybe mm-hmm. I'll need it in an interview. Yeah. So for me, that that doesn't quite work. That's great. Yeah. yeah I've, I, Leon is amazing. I'm, I'm going to, I'm trying to get him on the show um, to talk with him about the other side of this journey, like being the, the mentor, the teacher who has to like help people get into the industry, make it a welcoming place. And how do you teach mm-hmm. and how do we fix some of the, the things that you've raised? Like the stuff that's not that's as awesome. easy. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I can get him. Okay. So we're close to starting to wrap this up. So um, a new question that I have, cause I think it might be cool is if you could nominate someone that I should speak to and get on the show, who would that be? Um, I feel like definitely my, uh, dev mentor, his name is Alan Villa. Uh, you can find him on, on Twitter. It's at R Alan Villa, A-L-L-A-N-V-I-L-L-A. And, um, he, he's honestly just such a great resource. Like he's been guiding me in my professional career and, Mm -hmm. um, 
he he like we actually have a very similar background like he also has a background in in marketing and um i remember like the first uh coffee chat that i had with him like he really encouraged me to uh use my marketing skills to like get into tech and mm, so mm. he was like you already know html css you can totally use that within emails you can be like an email developer like mm. obviously it's not like an actual like dev kind of job but it's definitely a start just knowing yeah. a little bit of html and css like it can definitely give you a step into tech and i feel like not a, pe- a lot of people uh realize that so mm-hmm. definitely i would say him for sure like he has such a great life story and um he's he's also just like like a really friendly guy, super outgoing guy who just uh, loves life and loves coding. Like he's just so good. Yeah, yeah he's that's great. awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely reach out. Cool. And then before we wrap up, um, please tell us about any projects you're working on, anything you'd like people to know about, uh, your own website, anything like that. Of course, we'll put all the links in in the transcript that goes with the show. But just for you to mention anything you're excited about that you're working on, you want people to know about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'm currently working on uh, two big projects. Um, there's a there's one that's called a study break reflection app. And uh, basically, it's the goal of the app is to kind of uh, keep a student's uh, stress levels in check and to um, encourage the student to ask for help like when they get really, really stressed. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. um, I know at least like for me and like my experience, like sometimes like stress actually prevents me from like wanting help or from asking for help. So Mm -hmm. I hope like the way, I don't know, I have a lot of ideas for how this app is going to play out, but yeah, that's basically the the gist of it. And then um, my other one, like you said, like a, like a math game kind of a thing. Um, Yeah. That's definitely something that I'm really excited on, on working on. Um, I don't know. I'm not really good with titles for my apps. Definitely still in the works, but um, I'm excited about those projects. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I'm kind of working on right now. And um, you can, I'm Izzy and you can find me like anywhere on social media. I pretty much have uh, my brand, my personal brand name, Izzy Visuals um, everywhere. So yeah, you'll be able to find me. Great stuff. Thanks so much again for joining. It was awesome to talk to you. It was really enjoyed. I really enjoyed a lot, learned a lot. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, wishing you all of the best with the future of your career. And um, I'd like to get you back on the show in a year or so and see where you're at. That would be super interesting. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Have a lovely day and speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Mycelium Network Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have something to add? Continue the conversation on GitHub and join the community on Slack. Until the next one, keep making the web awesome.